We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. You know how I'm always home heavy, so... Sure. No, but it's just weird because, like, you're not thinking about the expected points for the two games combined in who you should pick because that's just not how the the keeper is going to play out, unfortunately. So it's like an interesting lineup decision. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday night by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer because Week 18 ended about 27 hours ago. And week 19 starts in about 18 hours, maybe a little less than that, a little more than that. But uh, we got our big July 4th slate, even though it starts on July 3rd. Um, so we've got a number of double game week players. And JD, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, the top three spots at every position are rapids, right? <laughs> uh Skyler might argue uh for a rapid or two but I'm going to pass. Really? I mean the the Rapids are absolutely dominant on July 4th. 
I don't know how you fade that. Yeah, they went into Vancouver, got a, a tough three points off a uh, fortuitous own goal the other night. And, Cork in um, the bus. <laughs> yeah, how how couldn't you want to uh, want to play that? The one thing I'll say, Tim Howard was uh, had the best game of his season by far. Yeah, I kept. Uh, I was not watching that game, but all I saw was like Tim Howard. It was was it the four year anniversary of the Belgium game when he had yes, hundred saves. He, yeah, he also had an insane amount of saves. Right, and it seemed to me that that was his last good game until Sunday's. <laughs> you're, you're probably right, honestly. Right. I like. I remember coming off of that World Cup and being like, "Yeah, it's probably time to to look at some of the other keepers." And then there's just a string of goals where I was like, "Yeah, maybe Howard wasn't uh, really in the best best position for that as he he would have been before, mm-hmm. or a little bit slow." And yeah, it's it doesn't seem like it's been that long since that World Cup, but um, here we are in the middle of another one and. Uh, He's still out there, still looking uh, kind of rough most of the time. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're we coming off an exceptionally high-scoring weekend of Major League Soccer, uh, happening during the World Cup, and uh, on Saturday at least, there were eight games, so 16 teams. Uh, 12 of the 16 scored multiple goals. Orlando City and Sporting Kansas City, the only ones who didn't score. Um as somebody said in the Slack chat, MLS, go home, you're drunk. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, they set things settled down on Sunday with two one nothing wins. But um, yeah, of course, when everybody's tuning in right, right after World Cup and some of the most dull MLS games of the weekend are <laughs> right, right in mind. So yeah, powerhouse matchups tend not to equate to six and seven goals like we saw on Saturday. But uh, moving on from there, we've got. Um, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams on double game weeks. So uh, I imagine all of the players in your rankings will come from those teams. Uh, there are the only possibility I saw for a single game week player is a matchup that I feel like we would be all over in if everybody was a single game week was Montreal and Colorado that you'd be well into Piotti. But I can't imagine he makes the list this week, at least yeah. in terms of playable guys. Piotti or Valeri against uh, home to San Jose. Mm. Yep, another good San one. San Jose right. hasn't gotten a result against like anybody, even Hafty, this year. So, Yeah. But then they're just going to go by the wayside this week, huh? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play Piotti or Valeri this week. Although uh, Valeri was a pretty good play last week, huh, Skyler? <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you count, uh, if you're if you're banking on a couple of goals from your big center back, then you know it's uh, it's all, no, it was a good call. Um, I was maybe a little bit lower on him last week than I should have been, but now he's he's still Valeri, so um, I definitely don't blame anybody that rolled with him. I missed yeah. out. You're you're right. Two of the kicks uh, assists were from corner kicks, though, and another one was a uh, a through ball where Valeri did like very little of the work, but. Um... Still, still, he's on the set pieces, so that's, uh, I guess, why I get him in. Yeah, the fantasy points still all count the same. So yeah, Mobby all his second goal, he totally out jumped Chad Marshall too, which was impressive. So. I'm a, I'm a Mobby believer now. You, I mean, you, I think you even uh, asked me about him on last week's too. I, I didn't have him in my rankings, but yeah, after watching that game, 
Um, he's he's in the like Kendall Watson mix right now. He's you know he's, <laughs> he's one of those center backs that's always getting forward on set pieces now. So yeah, I don't think he has the mean streak that Watson does, but he definitely showed that he was a, an aerial threat. And uh, I wish I would have ranked him a little bit higher and had him in my own lineup, but um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately not. Hmm. Um, all right, well. We were not going to have Valeri this week with his one game, even against uh, San Jose. So, um, JD, you mentioned that there are three mentioned off the pod, but I'm going to take it now. Three teams that have two home games: uh, Houston, the Galaxy, and RSL. Nope, LAFC. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I LAFC. Were Houston. No, no, I thought not you were Houston. saying Houston. Yeah. No, it is Houston. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were saying Houston's schedule was LA Galaxy. Ah. No, no, no. And it was, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. But I should do that. Houston, home against LAFC and home against Minnesota. LAFC or LA Galaxy, home against DC United and Columbus Crew. RSL, home against Sporting Kansas City and FC Dallas. Uh, Zlatan, number one? He's up there. It's between him and, uh, I mean, uh, Diamande has got to be in the conversation just with his, uh, how hot he's been. But for me, always leaning a little bit more heavy on home teams. Zlatan's up there. You just, you got to be a little concerned like last double game week, if he's going to go both games, which, um, you know, even if he doesn't, then I think that first game against DC on 4th of July is, is one that I'm banking on him to score in. Um, he's, he's just one of those guys for me. I look at this, the player pool and it feels like he's at, at least got one goal in him, and you know, it's probably going to be two or three. So He's up there for me. I just I haven't locked him in at one just yet. I don't think there's any better way to show how much you love playing in America than dominating on July fourth. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's right. Somebody I think it was actually uh, Trip and B in Slack was saying, hey, yesterday it was uh, Canada Day. He said, hey, uh, you got to play Kai Kamara on Canada Canada Day, right? And I said, hey, he's from Sierra Leone. It's a it's a full fade. <laughs> He came up empty-handed at on Canada Day, so he had a big game. Like, yeah, I think he finished with like eight shots, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, he was. It was definitely Tim Howard's doing. Kai had some really good looks, but um, couldn't put him away. So, yeah, well, they, that's not the case with Zlatan. Yeah, Colorado started five defenders, and then they started a defender in a midfield spot as well. So, <laughs> if that tells you um, anything about that game and why you don't need to play Colorado attackers. Um, I don't know what more I can do for you. Huh. Uh, JD, you were thinking about making Diamande number one. I think so, because what are the chances Latin plays three uh, full games in nine days? Not high. Okay, that's fair. You still, if I he, mean, Zlatan's still he, like two, though, right? Uh, maybe three, because I like Elise this week. Home mm-hmm. to LAFC, home to Minnesota. That's pretty yep. good. Yeah, Elise is up there, too. Um, yeah, that schedule right there is one that I'm... I'm banking on, I'm going to target, you know, I'd love to somehow fit in the Kyoto's and Minotas, but I think we've had this conversation before where Elise out of those three just seems like the more attractive option, so it's probably going to be him. Yeah, I think Zlatan's a good guy to play on the bench if you're not maximizing your switcheroo, which it's hard to do this week. Yeah. Um, then I, I think Zlatan's a guy to play on the bench, perhaps. Hmm. They are the late it's- game on Wednesday, at least. Yeah, and if he doesn't start that game, that's a little concerning. Yeah. Because you don't have anything to switch into for a double game week player. Mm -hmm. Um, 
kind of all the more reason. Well, maybe would the you play Kamara? Games you do. Would I play Ola Kamara yeah. if he starts on Wednesday? Yeah. Probably not, because then I don't know if he's going to start on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was held out this past weekend. I don't know what. Obviously, there's some sort of injury concern. Maybe they were holding him out ahead of this double game week, but. Um, that's one that I'm trying to figure out, trying to find a little bit more news on before I um, finish up my rank forward rankings. Because I think he's, you know, two home games if he plays, and yeah, I think he's he's got to be up there. That's reasonable. Yeah, um, but we also we haven't seen him and Latin play well together yet. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, does the do does two um, away games push you away from? The uh, you know Joseph Martinez or Javinko, or Nick Nicholas Ladero. Yep, I was sticking it forwards now, but yep. Oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, we talked about Zlatan. We talked about Elise. Um, we talked about Diamande. I just Joseph's hard to avoid, but he he's got a tough matchup at Dallas, and then you know I think he could probably target that Philly game for some goals, but. Um, he's probably fallen fourth, fifth, sixth mm-hmm. this week for me. Yeah, I agree with that. The one guy that would be tempting is Javinko because he plays at Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and it's the early game, so that's another forward switcheroo option. You would have the chance to put someone else in there instead of Javinko if he doesn't do well on the bench. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could actually do a Javinko's Latin um, kind of one-two punch if you really wanted to only go with two forwards this week. Yep. Because um, I think it, on a double game week, you almost always want to go five midfielders. Um, and then whether or not you use three forwards is based on if you like the defensive clean sheet chances you have and whatever switcheroo tactics you're using. So um, I don't know. Javinko's tempting because Minnesota, I just feel like, is very exploitable, um, especially for him. Yeah. Yeah, he needs a big game too. He's been... He's been a little bit of a letdown recently. This could be that breakout spot for him. Yeah, that's a nice way to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where does Baji fit? (laughs) That's like a legitimate question. I mean, the home in in Seattle is not that bad, and Montreal is kind of hit or miss. And I guess the way I'm looking at it. Four clean sheets in five games, Montreal. That's fair. Yeah, I think the Seattle game at home, 4th of July, would be the one that you'd want to target Bajian if he's back in the starting lineup, you know, he was on the bench yeah. over the weekend. Uh, I think they had Bowley up there, which he looked winded by the end of the game. There's probably like 10% chance that he starts again on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we see Baji in there, but he's, I don't even know if he's up around top 10 for me this week. It just, that Colorado front line is one that I've been just staying away from. I assume he's well behind Quintero. Oh yeah, yeah. Quintero's Quintero's top ten. Um, not easy matchups, but yeah. I mean, he's been he's been pretty good. He's pretty much everything that Minnesota has in the attack. Yeah, they've got Ramirez going up there now, but um, yeah, he's he's behind Quintero for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, let's move to midfield. I t- we kind of touched on whether Yosef was a good play this week with two road games. It seems like Almiron is really the one that people need to think about because everybody plays Miguel Almiron every week. Uh, he was awesome last week. 
A lot of people captained him. I did not. Uh, JD, where do you think Almiron falls? Right now, he is reluctantly in my lineup. Ooh, all right. Um, he's still pretty high, but both of the teams he plays are both. I mean, the, both matches are away, like we said. Mm-hmm. But FC Dallas, very good defensive midfield. Yeah. Philadelphia Union, very good defensive uh, midfield and just defense in general. So I don't love either matchup, to be quite honest. And um, I don't know. Almiron just, I mean, he had a heck of a game this past weekend. But you wonder if there's going to be any sort of rotation. I feel like at Philadelphia is kind of a, or at Dallas, both of those games are like, they just kind of, you look at them and you say, ah, that could be definite rotation, just like, it's the middle of the season, congested schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, give some guys a break. And, um, yeah, it makes me a little nervous, to be honest. I think where do you reason. have them? As, yeah, where do you have them? Or if you have your ranking, midfielder rankings right now, do you, I mean, I don't know. Just looking at the midfield pool, I was trying to figure out who my top midfielder was this week, and I don't love alessandrini at number one but it feels like i almost have to put him there just because he's got the two home games but it, i mean it feels like al has got a case it feels like ladero two road games um at colorado at new england it feels like he's got a case to be the top midfielder this week so i don't know where does al land for you like i was i was juggling between those two guys and they both they all have road games yeah i think al gonna end up at like four or five or six um I think you're right about Alessandrini. I think Tomas Martinez is compelling. I don't really agree on Ladero simply because at altitude in Colorado and then you have to go the whole way across the country to get to New England on turf. I, that's just – it seems a little shaky for me, but Ladero was good again last game, and he wasn't stuck deep. He kind of got up the field on the wing. Right. Um, he had probably the best assist of the week. So, yeah, I think Ladero would normally be a good call, especially if these were like one of these was a home game. He'd be locked into like a top three spot. But um, yeah, no, I, I I get it. I mean, the altitude, yeah, Fourth of July factor at Colorado. You got to keep that in consideration this week. Always. Oh man. yeah. Always. About that. Think about um, but I don't know. New England's just been so leaky in the back. Like I I feel like that's a team especially in DFS that I've been targeting because they've been giving up goals. So um, I don't know. It feels like he's he's a good play this week for me. But, yeah, yeah. It, it, midfield seems pretty tricky, even though we've got so many players to choose from. Like Lee Wynn is up there on the radar. I feel like Yeah, Lee Wynn should have had an assist last week, but he uh, or a goal even, but it kind of caromed off the keeper and they buried it on the other yeah. side. But um, I was pissed because I actually played him in my lineup and he killed him. me. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked me. the play. I mean, I thought it was a good play. Obviously, they scored four goals. So right, you'd think it would have been good. <laughs> if you told me they'd score four goals and he wasn't involved, then I wouldn't have believed you. But, no, it's it's midfield's actually, you know, it's hard to say who's the, the standout midfielder. I'd say right now Alessandrini's it for me. Yeah. There's definitely some tough choices, and it's going to be uh, part of where you you kind of make or break your, your lineup. And for me, this is a – a pivotal week in my my race for first place so i'm gonna be agonizing over those decisions for sure i think another guy is uh rusnak yeah i was just about to bring him up um, yeah two home games but they're tough not the not the greatest yeah sporting and fc dallas yeah 
I think he's been good lately, though. I mean, since coming back from international duty, it seems like he's snapped out of it a little bit. Mm. Yeah, he had a goal last week. I think you had him uh, outside your top 20, if I recall correctly. <laughs> I got lucky on like all my calls last week that we were we were discussing. I had Red Bulls uh, at Toronto. I had Colorado at Vancouver. That might have been it. Um, I had I had Rusnak top fifteen. Okay, he, he was number fifteen. Gotcha. What do you make of the Dallas midfield now that Mauro Diaz is not an option? I don't like Pomical that much if we're looking at it for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. He's he's a promising young player, but I think it, almost every time I've watched him, I've come away just saying like he needs a little more time. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not really ready yet not to be the primary playmaker. I wonder if Kellen Acosta can step into that role. Um, I know he was good there last season when Diaz missed some time, and everyone was kind of really hyping him up as like one of the next great U.S. national team midfielders, and it's been a, a pretty steep drop-off from that point to now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not even a regular in the Dallas starting 11. Um really curious to see if they can get him going because he's the type of player that gets defensive bonus points in addition to good attacking bonus points he'd be a player i'd love to use okay yeah it's hard seeing diaz gone as far as which options to use on the attacking end lamaz a guy that jumps out he he pops up with a goal from time to time i think he scored the game winner this past week against uh minnesota and then you've got um you know, you've got Barrios that's always in the mix, and Santiago Mascara is another guy that just really hasn't gotten going. But now that Diaz is out of the mix, we might see Mascara um, shifted into a little bit more of a, a regular role and maybe give him some time to, to gel in the attack and, and make more of an impact. But, I mean, for me right now, I'd say Lama is probably the guy that I'd look at ahead of any of those guys. But, yeah, I think once once they start uh, working together a little bit more without Diaz and you might see, like JD said, maybe Acosta and Mascara might be more of a, have a more of a fantasy impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see Mascara try and, and play in the middle. Um, I think he might be one of the players that could most approximate like a poor man's Miguel Almiron because he's super quick. He's very smooth on the ball. Um, I mean, if you're going to see anyone like coming from the number 10 and just charging upfield at lightning speed, I think Mascara could be a guy like that. Okay. That works for me. Uh, yeah, it seems like I, I was going to say, Skylar, like it may be difficult finding like who the best midfielders are, but like you probably know who your top five and 10 are. But even that seems kind of difficult the more we talk about it. Yeah, I think we're, I think this week, uh, especially, we're going to see a lot of different. Um, you know, just a different combination of midfielders. And like JD said, you want, you want that midfield stability because that's where you get, that's where you generate most of the bonus points. Um, you've got some attacking upside there too. So yeah, it feels like there's going to be a lot of choices to make and it, 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 you know, without any clear cut options, I think we're going to see a, a good, you know, a lot of diversification, which is going to make for an interesting leaderboard chase i think jd's got a good opportunity right now to, to make a run up the top do you uh do you have any change of opinion on the upsides of the sporting kansas city players skyler 
Oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I actually, yeah. So I didn't rank any sporting Kansas City forwards top ten, and somebody reached out to me on Twitter and said, "Hey, I can't even believe." Your rankings got published. Why aren't any Sporting Kansas City players top 10? And uh, sure enough, they go to Montreal and get shut out. Imagine that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but no, they, they've, got, um, they've got two games this week. They're playing at RSL and then home to Toronto, who haven't been good. So I don't mind their options at all. Guys like Johnny Russell and uh, Daniel Shallowy have been really good lately. So... Those are the top two guys that I'm probably targeting from SKC. I'd say of the two, I mean, Russell's the guy that's that might be a little safer. He's taken some set pieces for him and whatnot, but it seems like Shallowy's been a little bit more involved on the, the goal scoring end. So mm-hmm. um, he's a guy that I, I like a lot this week. Yeah. I, f- I forgot Skyler had that uh, Twitter kerfuffle or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought it was a commentary on me saying Zussi was not uh, a must-have the oh, last uh, week or two. Got um, me again on that one. Yeah, that's that was maybe the biggest one. Did you play him from the bench? I did, I did. I had yeah, him on the bench. Same. Um, you, you talked some sense into me there. And even this week, I'm struggling where to rank him as far as the defenders go. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a falling huge... down the yeah, he's falling down the rung. I mean, you said it. If he doesn't get the attacking points, he doesn't do a ton defensively to, to pick up defensive bonus points. So, you know, you're right. You made a case. And um, I think I'd, I'd still say that, you know, you do want to have that attacking firepower available. So I, I don't mind playing him from the bench. I just I haven't looked to see how he might fit in this week. Yeah. Yeah, you you love to see the attacking firepower, but only when I think there's a, a decent clean sheet chance because otherwise the any like a goal just gets you basically the clean sheet. Mm-hmm. And um defender right. goals are defender goals are pretty rare. Um even from Zussi, they're not that common. So um Right. Now this week is just a much much more difficult choice with Zussi because I mean you get two games, two chances at the clean sheet. Um right. He's definitely kind of a wild card I wouldn't mind having in there, and uh, that's another guy I think could be a, just a, a bench player if that's the, the route you go with kind of a, a passive switcheroo, I guess you'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, just leave the guys on the bench and the best ones sub in, like a Zlatan, a Zussi, um, guys like that if you don't want to try and try and connect on the early games and then swap them in with late-game players. Yeah. I could see that. Did you? Did any teams jump out at you for like a, for defensive players? Like it just seems like all of the, none of the double game weeks are that great. Uh, like the Galaxy two home games, but like Columbus always seems to play tough when they have when they play another good team. Yeah, Zardis revenge game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and who who are you realistically going to be excited about playing on the LA back line? Well, right. Michael Ciani. So they've actually been playing pretty well yeah, lately. That's um, true. I mean, they options. Yeah, three goals allowed isn't the what I really would love to see this past week. But um, Siani and Skelvik have both been pretty good. Siani's been a bonus point machine. Um, I can't believe you're saying something nice about that guy. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's like uh, I think I did before the World Cup break, maybe too. Um, I might even use him. I forget, but. Wow. Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely in play. I think these home teams are the ones you kind of have to look at for sure. Um, 
and then LAFC hosts Orlando in the second leg. Yeah, that's that has to be appealing, especially since Vela's probably going to be back for that game. Um, yeah, I think Simon still jumps out at me as one of the top options. Yep. Um, even though he's he's only got one home game, but like you said, it's it's an attractive one. It's against, against an Orlando team that haven't scored for I don't know, like three or four games Months, in yeah. a row or something like that. Um, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna score at some point, but just they're they're not in a good spot right now. LAFC's got the momentum, so I could see a clean sheet there. And yeah, I mean, if you got two bites of the apple with a guy like Simon, who's probably gonna pick up some free kicks along the way, um, you know, that's taking for granted that he's playing both games, which I think he will. Um, he's still probably he's up there. Him and Zussi are probably still up there for me. Um, yeah. After that, think, then it gets it gets a little bit, you know. You might look at a guy like Justin Glad, even though he's got a couple of tough games. Yeah, I think Atlanta might be a, a team to look at for a clean sheet. Wow. Um, I mean, Philadelphia and Dallas—they don't exactly light up the scoreboard pretty much ever. <laughs> I I know Philly had four goals what two weeks ago now, but um, that was against Vancouver, who were pretty bad. Um. I know that just feels like a, a they're a well-organized team. They can hold some possession if they want to on the road, mm-hmm. um, and they've been playing really well lately. So I could I could see a scenario where Atlanta get at least one clean sheet for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't mind LGP again this week. He's been he's been good. Um, or Ambrose got a, an assist at least last week, right? Yeah, I had yep. Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, he he had an assist. Um, I will say, I guess now you know. Since it is the 4th of July Colorado Rapids game, I will throw one Rapids play out there that I do like um, from the defensive position. It's Edgar Edgar Castillo, mm-hmm. um, and it, who I think JD alluded to earlier, who had they had a defender playing as a midfielder. Um, he's he's been getting involved in the attack. He uh, he had a goal a couple games ago. He had a couple of good breaks against Vancouver that you know he probably could have put one away again. So. I don't know. I, I don't mind him this week. I don't know if he's going to crack my lineup, but I think he's one that, you know, he could be a difference maker if he happens to get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, uh, my defender as a midfielder actually was not Castillo. He was part of the five in the back, and then they played Danny Wilson as a defensive midfielder. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. They had, uh, they had Boateng as a right wing back, though, so right. take that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he was awful, too. Yeah, but in the back, I mean, he did his job, I guess. But. <laughs> yeah, in the back was Tommy Smith, Hoyberry, and Wynn, and then they still had Wilson. So they had four center backs on the field. Eesh. That's how you park the bus. That's <laughs> how you stop. That's how you stop a deadly Kai Kamara, I suppose. Right, and not, pretty much nothing else from Vancouver. The Breck Shea. Hey, can you? Hey, you've been calling me out on on some of my shout outs from last week. What about the, the Breck Shea? <laughs> no ranking. He. <laughs> came up empty-handed. Yeah, I mean he was what twentieth in my rankings, so I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna take that much heat for that. Uh, hey, I did uh, I I did play him in DFS for for what that's worth. So. <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist him everywhere. Mm. He didn't. He was, was, he that was worth, playing actually? advanced. He I think he had five or six DraftKings points. Had like a shot on goal and a few crosses. So wasn't wasn't all too bad. Yeah, that's pretty pathetic though when. Uh, Colorado's literally just bunkering, and Shea could have peppered about twenty crosses, right? Shots, but uh, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver was all over the place that game. It was, I mean, Shea was 
switching with Alfonso Davies, it seemed like every ten minutes switching sides. <laughs> it just I don't know. They were doing yeah, without weird. without with, yeah without Teixeira and uh, Reina. Jordy Reina up there. Then yeah, it just it looked a little bit disjointed and it it showed losing one well, at home to Colorado. Yeah, well Teixeira they didn't know until like the day before, which was kind of silly, but um... right. Uh, no love for Houston defenders. Obviously, the LAFC match is a little tough, but home against Minnesota. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I I think even Beasley's been pretty good Old fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty good fantasy wise lately, but you never know if he's going to play both games of a double game week. Yeah. I mean, I know he was rested this past week. Um, they didn't play. That is. So, I was thinking about it. Um, Machado and Fuenmayor. Both are kind of. Sendros might be back in too. Why? <laughs> uh, he, I think he returned a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, uh, uh, honestly, I just thought he wasn't playing because he was bad. I didn't even know he was hurt. <laughs> I think I'm not. Was... I'm not kidding. Are you sure he was hurt? I'm not a hundred percent, but I, I want to say that I hadn't seen him for a while. But maybe yeah, it's just because they were like, yeah, we got to give our guys a little rest before the double game. Or who knows, but. <laughs> Maybe I was just totally misinformed about that. I just thought that he wasn't a first choice defender anymore. Yeah, that, I mean, it definitely is some cause for concern, I guess, if they're going to rotate that center back know. pairing. I mean, Machado and Fuenmayor are both better than Senderos, I think, just because Senderos is so slow. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Slow, he's maybe slower than Siani. I would love to see a foot race between the two. <laughs> <laughs> but Cinderos had that big 19-point game to start. I was going to say, he's an automatic 500,000 increase yeah. if he starts. Uh-huh. Yeah, good for him. Still shows as, like, the top averaging point-getter or mm-hmm. something like that for defenders. Yeah. For that's sure. why they're That's why they're not starting him. He really wants that uh, title in. <laughs> he wants to yeah, keep that going. Yeah. Keeperoo? You got to do it. Do you start with Willis? Who plays Tuesday? You could. Yeah, I think you can. He's a home two home games. Yep. So yeah, is, I think that's the is, guy. I mean, the other one would be Minnesota, TFC, Dallas, or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, Bono isn't the worst consideration because he's at Minnesota. That could be a clean sheet, and then at Sporting. Um, which isn't great, but their attack's been less lively than, than it had previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think Houston's maybe the safer one because this. The problem is, I wish Houston's games were flipped. Yeah. Like, you always want your keeper to start off with a clean sheet in a double game week keeperoo because otherwise you could switch him out and then he gets that clean sheet the second leg and it doesn't help. Right. Right. Yeah, that first game feels like it's got goals written all over it. Yeah, I, see that's why I mean I'm talking myself out of the Houston one cuz I'm not going to keep I'm not going to stick with him after the first game if he doesn't get a clean sheet. Even though he's home to Minnesota. Although you you, you 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 just want the Minnesota clean sheet right away, so you go with Bono. That see the thing is like if you're if you're going to stick with Willis after the first game, you're not really doing a keeperoo. You're just saying I'm sticking with Willis the whole time. Unless he gets totally blown up and gets negative points. Right. That's a good point. Good point. Ramondo's not so I, bad. I still think I'm going with Willis, though. 
Wait, why don't we go with uh, Miller? He's home to Orlando against Orlando in the second leg. He could shut out Houston. That's almost more likely. You think it's more likely that Miller shuts out Houston and Orlando versus Willis shutting out LAFC and Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. I think those two things together is right. But I think that Willis shutting out Minnesota is slightly more likely. Uh, yeah, I don't know if yeah, it's Minnesota actually. Minnesota that were just shut out at home by Dallas. That's kind of a slightly disjointed Dallas team right now. Yeah. Well, but I'm you... thinking about the first leg. Yeah, I was going to say, Pretty... but if you put those yeah. three games together, Houston, LAFC, LAFC, Orlando, Houston, Minnesota, LAFC against Orlando is probably your best clean sheet shot, right? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Huh. So you're. I think you're right. I think it is Miller. It's M- Miller, it's, and I would go. Or Guzan. Uh. At Dallas and at RSL. Yeah. Yep. Or no, sorry, at Philly. At, at Philly. Dallas at Philly. Yep. I think it's a road keeper. If you in the first leg of the keeper, you have nothing to lose, and then you switch to. Um, Do you go Ramondo or Bingham? Oh God! You probably go Bingham and you Bingham. You gotta go Bingham. Bingham's actually Bingham's looked good. Bad. Oh, really? Oh, look at his, look, yeah, look at his logs. He's been good. I mean, you, even even in the San Jose game, I think he got like six points or something. That's because he saved a Wando PK at first. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's still. I, I, I got to pull him up because I was. I, I, I'm, a, I'm actually thinking about ranking Bingham number one this week. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Look at look at the schedule. I mean, he's got two home games, and he's got. I mean, he's been p- putting up points. Yeah, I love his matchups. Um, I just I want to I want to see what he's been bringing in because I was looking at him last night and I was like, man, he's actually been a lot better than I thought he had been. He has three clean sheets in his last six games. Yeah, he gave well, up three to Dallas. Yeah, three to Dallas, one to Portland, and three to San Jose. Yeah, three to Dallas and three to San Jose, that's not really stellar. They're like two of the poorer attacking teams. He did shut out San Jose in that Yeah, in that sweet. Seven or more points in five of his last six. Obviously that includes the three clean sheet games, but mm-hmm. right. and yeah. he had eight he had eight last game against uh subtract five for saving a penalty yeah add the one for giving up three goals still still respectable <laughs> i just yeah i think you gotta why, at least why are, some... adding, why are we adding the one why does he get to add one point <laughs> <laughs> because i mean if he he's you're saying i mean what you're, you're basically like ignoring the pk save and let's ignore the three goals he gave up <laughs> So you're you think he's gonna save a PK this weekend? I mean, two games, it's possible. <laughs> uh, like he could he save could one in go... each game. I know that's not. <laughs> I, I know that's not what you meant. Um, I don't know. I, um, the, the... You could also go Bingham first, and then you could go at Nella um, in the second leg if you don't love any of those first options we talked about. Right. Like Willis, Miller, whatever. I mean, Portland hosting San Jose is one of the better clean sheet games of the entire weekend. Or you could go Montreal hosting Colorado. That's a great one, too. Mm-hmm. Nah, you can't go with a single game week keeper. 
I mean, yeah. e even like a even a, in a keeperoo, I don't think it's the worst idea because I mean, it's all about what the first guy does, and if you if you don't trust Bingham, like I don't know if I do or not, then yeah. It's... But even like if he gets you three points in both games, that's I mean, that's pretty much the same as a clean sheet from one game. I just I can't do it. Fair. Skyler, you think you'd, you're doing Willis and Bingham? I think so. Okay. And I'm gonna see. How, I'm gonna see how uh, Tuesday night's game goes. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not confident that he gets the clean sheet there. I am confident that he can keep Minnesota off the, the scoreboard. But yeah, I so think that's what, the way to go. What, what happens then when Willis doesn't get a clean sheet against Los Angeles? And then you're going into the Galaxy game. Do you take Willis out, even though you're confident he can get a clean sheet against Minnesota? Yeah, yeah I'm probably, I probably, I will probably pivot to Bingham right now. That's that's the so stance the, I'm taking. Yeah. So if I don't he, know. So what the, the point, point is, yeah, the, is, yeah, the point is, if he gets the clean sheet, then you know I'm going to go ahead and lock him in. I'll, I'll Bingham disappears. If Willis gets the clean sheet Tuesday, then then Bingham's it out. But Bingham's yeah. my preferred choice. Yeah. It's just that he's not going to get the clean sheet on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, it's MLS. You can't you can't say that. I mean, you'd be you'd be better off going Bono or Miller. We already went over this, so I w we don't need to relitigate it. But right. I just no, I, think... I yeah, I don't disagree with that stance. I, I you know how I'm always home heavy, so sure. No, I, but it's just weird because like you're not thinking about the expected points for the two games combined in the who you should pick because that's just not how the the keeper is going to play out unfortunately so it's like an interesting lineup decision no i've thought about it i just uh, I, I when i said they probably not, got just the same chance of you know those scenarios playing out just like that when i said you're not thinking about it i meant just like in general like it everyone's kind of you can't think about it that way because that's not how you're going to make your lineup decision. Right. Yeah. I think Miller's the call. I talked myself into that too. It's weird to I do an LA, like a Los Angeles keeper like Miller to Bingham because usually they play at the same time, you know, very close to each other. That's true. But. It's going to be a bummer starting Miller while also starting like Elise Thomas Mar Tomas Martinez. <laughs> yeah, well then it's a it's a hedge that if they do bad, you at least get the clean sheet points. Right, right. It's true. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, last this bit. This is also this is also a week, by the way, to double up on your clean sheets or triple up on your clean sheets. Um, maybe a two and two defender switcheroo type of deal. Because I mean, we have what three weeks. So if you need to make up ground, you need to start like racking up the clean sheets, and they're, they're correlated if you play two from the same team. Right. Right. The old uh, Ashley Cole-Michael Ciani combo that everybody's dying <laughs> to play. Ciani's right. Yeah. Right next to the DeMarcus Beasley. <laughs> oh. Sure. Captains? Hmm. Looking at maybe Alessandrini, I like Zlatan for the upside, but I'm not confident he plays both games. So, and yeah. even even Alessandrini, he's coming back from injury. Um, that might always. be a little bit of a risky play too. So, yeah, he's always coming back from injury. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm thinking uh, maybe Diamande. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's... Orlando's been the worst defense this year, and Diamond has scored a ton of goals lately. Yeah. He's, like, open everywhere on the field. Yeah. Yeah, it says Zlatan will score against D.C., then, yeah, I think Diamande is in just as good a position, if not better, to score against Orlando. So um, I, I can get on board with, with Diamande, captain, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Elise is in the conversation. Yeah. For me, I mean, it's tough not to pick a midfielder, but Allison Drini's like a walking injury. Um, Almiron's on the road twice. There's no way I'm captaining Tomas Martinez. Right. Um, I don't know. I think LA midfielders, we didn't really mention them too much, but Fail Harbor and Wynn are both good plays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we talked Wynn. We didn't really talk Fail Harbor. Right, yeah. Much. Fail Harbor's a good play, too. Yeah. Do you, you like him, those guys more than Martinez, Tomas Martinez? Uh, just barely below Tomas Martinez. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, when maybe I'd put above him. I don't <laughs> know. It's, I'm using both, I'm pretty sure. Both. Martinez, so, Martinez we, and Wynn. Oh, right. Do we think Vela's back for the Saturday game? I don't see why not, right? I mean, it's a, it's a week almost that he gets... Uh, not a week, five days. Yeah, I think he. I think they might give him this one off. I don't know. Maybe yeah, come back sub. next week, but might be a sub appearance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As I think as... Diamande's in in safe position to keep keep doing what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's reasonable. All right. Anything else? I'm good. All right. That's it. Anybody has any uh, follow-up questions or line, you know, for your lineups or anything else? You can find JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. You can find Skyler at DraftKicks. I'm at RotoWire Andrew. Uh, these guys are also available in the RotoWire Slack chat. Apparently, there's another JD that gets mentioned quite a bit that JD gets in a notification for. That's not him, but he's getting them. So yeah, I, I thought people were saying that I was really bad at a fantasy soccer for a while, which. Um then I realized it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. You were very good at it. So <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't argue about it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gentlemen, thank you for all of that, and good luck this week. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.